Pitter-patter. Let's get at her. Well, hey, Christy. How are you now? Pretty good. And you? Oh, not so bad. Welcome back to episode three of A Thinking Person's Guide to Letter Kenny. Today, we're going to be discussing with you season one, episodes five and six. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we'll get right into it. Episode five is called Rave. Yeah, the rave. The rave. Um, and... As we've been doing, we're going to go through a synopsis and provide a little commentary back and forth, scene by scene, and then wrap up with a couple thoughts and ultimately explain what we feel we learned from this episode. It's a it's a pretty full one. Yeah, there's a ep- lot happening in this episode. Yeah, and it provided a lot of prime thought and just a lot of good, lots of good character development and introduction for that matter. So. Yeah. Yeah, so um, the voiceover, or not even voiceover, right? Because you see Wayne actually mm-hmm. in the first scene uh, has become their their want. He says, "Bit of a fuss the other day at the ch- oh, excuse me, a bit of a fuss the other day." Yeah, that sounds good. Bit of a fuss down at the church the other day. So scene one is Wayne and Derry arriving at Glenn's church. <laughs> um, this is prime Glenn, mm-hmm. this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, not that this stands alone, because there's other brilliant moments throughout the series, but um, Glenn's there um, and inexplicably pantless. Yeah, well. In the initial scene. But I guess, hot. Yeah, he says it's, it's, it's a hot day. Right, he keeps apologizing for the right. heat. Meanwhile, the other boys are completely clothed in every, what they normally wear. We mm-hmm. talked about that last episode, right? <laughs> but Glenn got word that they had some expertise with dealing with rodents. And they he claims he's got a, something under the floorboards of the, of the Diaz there at the church. So uh, he leaves Wayne and Derry to their business to help him clean them out and... Not before taking his underwear off as he leaves the church. <laughs> and fanning himself. In yes, a, yes. In a moment of uh, brilliance. Um, and so they, uh, they just plan on just grabbing the um, possum and throwing it under Wayne's boot. Yeah. Or that's... having Derry grab it and throw it under Wayne's boot. But mm-hmm. before any of that happens, uh, Wayne gets bitten. Derry. Oh, Derry gets, Derry gets bitten. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that's the end of the first scene. Cut to the second scene at the kitchen of Katie and Wayne's house. Mm-hmm. Um, you see Katie, and then you see Wayne again, inexplicably, mm-hmm. with one of his dogs on his lap—a big, big um, boxer. Think, I think style. it's a boxer. Yeah, 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 sitting on his lap just as if it were a child or something. <laughs> and I guess maybe that's an analogy. But um, Katie um, comes into the kitchen and sees the two of them, Wayne and Derry, and says, "What's that?" Uh, Herpy on your hand there, Daryl? And she says, Daryl, I noted that. Yeah, is, yeah, they don't it, always call him Daryl. Yeah, it's funny, huh? yeah. which is not uncommon, I guess, yeah. in, some, in those kind of circles, you know, family-esque mm-hmm. circles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Katie goes on to say, uh, was she fun or was she fungal? <laughs> with reference to the idea that maybe he got that with paying a little extra to some, as they call them, rippers, which I guess yeah. is short for stripper. For strippers, Taking yeah. Taking the ST off. Sure, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, um... Then, no sooner does that come out of her mouth, and you see Wayne with his dog on his lap, put the dog in a full Nelson, <laughs> which is a wrestling move, if you know, under the arms and front limbs in this case, and around the back of the neck. Again, just, I don't have any explanation. It just stands out as 
amazing. No, it's it's funny because it's just, mm. it is. It's so weird to see a man hold a dog that way. It's weird to see Wayne holding this big dog on his lap right. in that way, and then yeah. to put him in the full Nelson, and knowing they just are all like, oh, yeah. this is what he does, right? Yeah, he holds the dog this way. It's playful, but it's yeah. not played for laughs or <laughs> no, in any, just, you know, there's yeah. no real joyous response or anything. It's just evidently Wayne being Wayne with his dog. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, you know? it's cute. Yep. And so um, Katie remarks that, well, based on what she sees of Derry's hand, that he might have rabies, to which uh, Wayne says, boo fucking who? Boo fucking who? <laughs> and then no sooner he says that than Derry vomits on the <laughs> kitchen table. <laughs> To which Wayne replies that he can't help out because he's got to make an ice run for the upcoming Ag Jamboree. Yes, yeah. And then he asks his sister, what about the two nutsack boyfriends of hers? <laughs> and they're apparently away at an, a game with the native people. Mm-hmm. So they're unavailable. So that leaves Katie to take Derry to... To the clinic. To the clinic, get a little yeah. help. Mm-hmm. Third scene, cut to mm-hmm. those same hockey players out in front of the hockey arena loading up to go play this game and realizing that they're down two or three players. And they say this is because of a common <laughs> affliction that they call the native flu. <laughs> yes. Right? Uh, Schmelz, a particularly young, youngest players, getting f- afraid to have to go play the natives who mm-hmm. are renowned for being tough and mean evidently and very good hockey players and very good hockey players yeah, yeah. so that that scene it, it it's integral to the plot o- overall but it stands out initially for being somewhat incongruous yeah scene four at the dollar store we meet bonnie mcmurray for yeah. the first time this is our first internship right. bonnie mcmurray she's the she's the cashier when wayne brings up the ice that he's taking to the egg jamboree mm-hmm. and um she goes on a diatribe about how much she'd like to get a dance with him, how much she'd been looking forward to it, how that she was glad now that Katie was out of the picture. Angie. Angie. Yeah, not dating his sister. (laughs) No. Nope, that's the case. Yep, thank you, Angie. Um, And then um, inexplicably, I'm using that word a lot today, but the the scanners are broken, and therefore she can't... um, do anything but let him leave uh, without paying for the ice, saying it'll be our little secret. But I don't think the scanners are broken. I wondered about that. Yeah, I, was I think ask she you, just. Yeah, yeah that's know? just she's just doing that just to give yeah. him. Yeah. She she makes she's, no motion towards the scanner. He's trying to do it. And right. Yeah. He's can't trying to. Out. And yeah. then yeah, she right? says, "Oh, they're broken. It'll be our mm-hmm. secret." So I mean, that's just her trying to yeah. to like you know curry favor mm-hmm. with him. That's what it reads to me yeah. as well. Yep. Because she likes him. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. that. But becomes a running theme throughout the course, although yes. never comes to any much of any fruition. Um, scene five's outside the clinic, apparently. A locale we hadn't yet seen before, mm-hmm. but this is Darian and Katie arriving apparently before they open in the morning mm-hmm. um, and finding there Stuart um, camped out on the doorstep as well. And Katie looks at him and says, boy, you look grizzly. And he does. He does. He's not looking good. They're really playing it. Initially, initial couple episodes, they really play the skids hard and show the the consequences of their meth addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of goes away as you go forward in time, I've noticed. But initially, they really hard sell that. And it's it's quite startling, in fact, for the the rest of this program being fairly lighthearted, I would argue. Yeah. It's... it's because then their their conversation, how she she says he, he you know he's not in high school anymore. It's not it's not charming. 
too, uh, it's not charming anymore. Right. And he's all, oh, so I was charming to you? <laughs> and I think that, like, it's cute because it shows, you know, they're like, well... It shows their backstory a bit, yeah, right. um, and it shows that she maybe had a bit of a crush on him, and she right. says so much. Yeah. But I get stuck on the idea that like it was okay and cute to be on drugs in high yeah. school, and like it's meth. Right. That's what I. Yeah. I'll never quite wrap my head around that one, mm. but uh, but that's okay. We're not gonna mm. we're not yeah. gonna belabor that point. No, it's I guess that's part of the difficulty of you know playing hardcore drug addiction for for laughs um right. yeah it's it's a pretty fine line i'm sure yeah. um yeah so the 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 funniest part of that whole scene for my money was is is that back and forth the her um telling him that uh you know he's not a teenager it's not charming anymore mm-hmm. uh him responding oh you you used to be charmed by me mm-hmm. and then her response wrong takeaway <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which I thought was such a great, great Katie line, great mm-hmm. line in general. And um, so uh, at which point then the clinic opens and and Katie ushers Derry in for treatment. Yeah, for his and rabies possum. Yeah, his possumness yeah. or his yeah. rabiesness. Yep. Yeah. And so then next scene, scene six, is at the ag hall with McMurray and Wayne. Uh, how are you now? Not so bad. They begin that repartee, which is, <laughs> is a common one. Mm-hmm. Wayne's bringing the ice and... And um, McMurray mentions that his sister's back in town for mm-hmm. the summer. And Wayne says, I already met her. Mm-hmm. And then there's just this awkward... I mean, McMurray is such an awkward character. He's so awkward. So awkward. He's he's so curious. We learned so much more about him going forward, so yeah. we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Like, the, the, the sexual stuff with his wife, his proclivity to know so much about women's fashion and yeah, clothing yeah. and be able to refer to it in intimate detail. It's so, he refers to her maxi dress and then he mm-hmm. says, or maybe she'd have put a cardigan over it because yeah. like, it's just... Something in all gonk and green. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and he's saying it with his, like, yeah. with his McMurray, right? But it's, it's, um, there's a weird dichotomy there between like understanding and being able to name women's fashion and being so like extremely macho yeah and um and he's not like it's it's just another one of those you know breaking of expectations for for characters yeah yeah Yeah. part of the joy of this of the series as a whole is how the 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 characters in in almost all of them defy some aspect of what they could become stereotypes at you know and and it's curious to notice, as we did, since we're watching this other series, that um, the two actors that play McMurray and Wayne are also in the cop series 19-2, which yes. is uh, um, a decade earlier they filmed in, in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and boy, you know, the takeaway in that regard is just how good actors these guys are because they don't carry, there's not any carryover or, or no. overlap in these in their portrayals. No, these are totally different characters. And... I mean, we've we've we're on the second season of nineteen two now, and I think I said to you once that I noticed that Wayne's character actually said something that I was like, "Oh, I hear right. Wayne." Right, and he's the one that's, that's closer just... because he's also a country kid. Right, his context. character's yeah. a little more similar. Yeah, but McMurray, a... there's no. It's I mean, his character is not very likable no. in nineteen two, no. and um, which yeah. just shows right like their ability to act, yeah. which is. Yeah, which which is, is neat to, to see. There is one other 19-2 that I should mention now. Another 19-2 connection. Mm-hmm. The dog yeah. that we see Wayne holding in scene two. 
I am fairly certain that's the same dog that is his, like, quote, family dog mm-hmm. in the show. And he has a big tattoo of him on his arm. Right. And so it, so I just, when I saw that tattoo on 19-2, I was like, that's his dog. That's the right. one he holds weird at the kitchen table. Yeah, we don't ever see, obviously, never see Wayne in anything but his button-down, long-sleeve plaid shirt. Right, so I don't in, know if that's a tattoo that's real or... Or it's something that you, that his character in, in 192 has. Yeah. But be that as it may, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a striking resemblance to, the, yeah. to his dog it's if, just if a, it's not. Yeah, and an there's odd a, connection. Dogs are obviously a running theme that we'll pick up on sooner or later as we discuss subsequent um, chapters. Um, mm-hmm. So that eggs the hall scene's mm-hmm. fairly sm- short, yeah, but um, instrumental to some degree. Next scene is um, in Stuart's basement, which is also the Skids Clubhouse. Right, Stuart's uh, mom's basement. More properly, and they and they they right. make pains to remind right. him, yeah, uh, time and time again how he. Uh, um, and this is Devin and Roll testing the math, and because they can't get the the thing right, and apparently Stuart's off at this point. Um, he returns and tells them he's out of meth, out of the meth business. Yeah, he says he's done. He's going back to music, and this is obviously all catalyzed by his in, his running into Katie and her, mm-hmm. you know, um, highlighting to him that he once was charming to her. So he says he's going to pick up his uh, his DJing career again, and he's <laughs> going to pull out all of his aliases. And <laughs> he lists at least a half a dozen of them, as I remember. Mm-hmm. I don't didn't write all of them down. The one that I did right down that stood out to me was DJ White Power Nap. <laughs> and DJ White Power Bottom. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> Which nice. I really... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the uh, the White Power together, not good, but yep. I know that that's not what he's referencing. Right. He's referencing yeah. drugs. Yeah. So, yeah. No, and then he says he's out. Devin rolled her pretty upset especially mm-hmm. rolled because now he sees this is going to be a challenge to their if they're ever going to get the energy spa going up and energy. going which we never actually addressed this when it first came about it's such a minor blip in the first episode <laughs> only really noticed it again upon reviewing right but yeah. the first episode when when the skids are outside of the of the, the church, church giving Wayne the business for what they assume he's gone gay <laughs> they talk about him having menergy or crazy menergy yeah, to yeah. which Roll says that'd be a great name for his spa <laughs> and they pick this back up episodes it's, later where now Roll is thing. convinced that this is what he wants right? to do They want he wants to get money from the meth business <laughs> to create a spa for men called menergy I, I think mean, it's, it's brilliant I would go to menergy yeah, or I would no. book you appointments at menergy mm-hmm. I mean once we're able to go to things like spots again so right yeah should that day come yeah yeah Yeah, it's just a nice little back you know yeah callback i guess that keeps coming up actually um cut to the um back to the farm Mm -hmm. uh we get is this the first instance where wayne says to katie christ katie put some fucking clothes on um oh i think it it feels like we're too far in for that to be the first one, but right. we haven't noted it before. I haven't noted so, it. It's one of the first. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be one of the first, if not the first time. To which Katie's reply is... Not my forte. Yep. So that, that's a call and <laughs> response that we get a lot of mm-hmm. um, throughout subsequent episodes. Um, uh, McMurray calls at that point. Oh, they're in the barn. They were in the barn, right? Yeah. Because Wayne's yeah, out there. Yeah, because he's moving hay bales. Yeah, throwing hay bales. Yeah. That one's strong. That right? one's strong. <laughs> um, and uh, McMurray calls to explain to Wayne that they're not going to have the jamboree 
this week or this year mm -hmm. because Ag all has been booked up um, by Stewart, who's mm -hmm. going to put on a rave. He's going back in the music business. He booked it up all week, and the Ag Hall needs bookings. And so, to which um, Wayne replies, and I love this line. It's, oh. it's you green, who, and you greenlit that Tom fuckery? <laughs> To, to McMurray and, and the idea of the having the rave at the Ag Hall. Mm -hmm. um, to which Katie's reply to him is... He's not gonna, that's not how you get your communication badge. <laughs> Boy Scout. Boy Scout, that's right. right. Yeah. Uh, immediately Wayne picks his phone up again and it's Derry. And he, on the other, other end of the line, says, Wayne, clinic, pick up, not feel good. <laughs> And Wayne closes the scene by saying, well, he's not going to get his communication badge either. <laughs> it's a nice little scene. I, I, I really enjoyed that but one. But I like the, the line in there that um, Wayne says, but the ag, but ag halls are for ag music, not fucking raves. And that, you know, they, they say that a few other times, yeah, yeah, too. It's, uh, I yeah. like it. Yep. So scene nine is Wayne picking up Derry from the mm -hmm. clinic. Mm -hmm. He says, I think I have rabies, and he looks it. He's got some sort of palsy on his face. Yeah, and he doesn't look good. He doesn't look good. Can't hardly keep his drool in his, in his <laughs> mouth. Um, and you see that Wayne's pretty annoyed with the whole uh, thing until he realizes that Wayne uh, Derry's talking about putting together a business to mm -hmm. start helping people get these critters yeah he, he said, seemed you to know, enjoy it yeah he said sure i have rabies but <laughs> what I, what i discovered is i, I got a rush I, I really like that right, right. so so he wants to make this a, a business and wayne sees some opportunity what, here. right yeah this is where it all starts to come together mm -hmm. wayne's like well i can help you with that and his intention is to take any critters that they can collect Mm. and release him in the ag hall mm -hmm. to get back at Stuart for yep. booking the hall out from underneath him. Yeah. That, that, that comes back into play pretty quickly. Yes, it does. Next scene, though, is takes us far afield, and that's the, to the native ice arena. Mm -hmm. And here we meet Tannis, yes. which I know <laughs> you love. I do as well, but I know you have a particular powerful aff affinity. I um, do. Uh, I mean, clearly, I like a strong woman being represented, and I mm -hmm. I like a strong woman of color. Yeah, and yeah. just she's she's native. She, yes, she's native. She's outside the hall with her guys, her her like her own crew. Yeah, her, her own crew, Benjamin yeah. almost. Yeah, um, yeah. As the hockey boys roll up, and boy, she just starts giving them the business. Oh shit! Just a she? raft of shit about how. <laughs> You know, they're shorthanded, and they are because of the native flu, mm -hmm. how they're going to just get just ruined by the natives inside. And uh, the hockey boys try their best, the two, Riley and Jonesy, try their best to give a little bit back to them. It's funny because it's pretty transparent that they're scared and little little boys but mm -hmm. you know. They're, they're definitely intimidated um, by the the native boys mm -hmm. and I just love this she's you know so if if Wayne is you know the leader of Squirrely Dan and Derry she is the leader of Axe and Slash which are her two boys oh, and I didn't know that I, I, I just wrote it down I, yeah. I didn't remember that but I I don't, I, I don't know if it ever comes up in the in course of the yeah yeah um I'm not sure that it does actually yeah. um not until much later yeah um 
but I like the way she sort of like releases them to, you know, go at it, go, you know, give them the verbal beating. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then she tells them when it's enough and mm-hmm. she like puts her fingers up, like that's enough. Yeah. She's and in complete control. She's in complete control. And so, and I, she's, she's such an alpha mm-hmm. and just everything about Tianis, I love so much. I know we'll talk mm-hmm. a little bit more about her later, but I just have to say that now. Oh yeah. So. She's awesome. Yeah. She just exudes such a powerful combination of like potency and yes. sexuality. Yes. Potency. On, on all scales, yeah, you know, just just, just a, a force to be reckoned with, and it's funny because she, she gets reintroduced or formally introduced in a subsequent episode, um, maybe even the next one for all I, that matter. Yeah, but she's she appears in this one really without much um, more fanfare than that mm-hmm. than that that brief scene outside. But she does leave us with an important element going forward. Is then she notes to them how they're, you know, basically tells them the hockey bro their fuck-ups, and that they come from Letterkenny, which is a meth town. Mm-hmm. And this causes the boys, the hockey boys, that is, to start really thinking about that right. in a yeah. way that they hadn't previously. Yeah, wait, are we a, apparently, a meth town? Which right. kind of says a lot about their cognitive skills. Um, <laughs> a little on the lower end. Which you've kind of already noted. Yeah. That they're not the sharpest pencils in the box. Um, but... Um, Next scene takes us back to the basement, Stuart's mom's basement. And yes. the kids, and this time it's just Devin and Roll, notice, or Roll more particularly, notice that they're, they're light $2,000 from, their, mm-hmm. from their, their money. And they call Stuart, who said, yeah, I took it to make my rave. Um, <laughs> we, you know, we'll see how well that goes over in a moment. Um, the next scene is at Modine's, where Wayne and Derry are, are following up on their idea of getting critters and mm-hmm. helping people with their critters and this time it's gail mm-hmm. who uh, apparently is on a juice cleanse um 30 shits in as she says <laughs> that but, is the problem with a juice cleanse yeah yeah hasn't been drinking but she's got um but uh she has a skunk in the in the backyard right. so yeah that's why the boys she's called on the boys to help out um she leaves them their own devices when um with a fart and saying, Well, that's one There's one knocking. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, you can't I want I almost said you can't write this shit. Obviously this shit's written. Right, it's funny. Yeah. But it's like but it's, it's it's so good. You can't predict it. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. You can't predict it's a better way to it. And she's so good at delivering it. Yeah. yeah. So she hobbles off to presumably the bathroom. Um thirty one shits in. Yep. Back to the basement. Mm-hmm. Um Stewart's mom's basement. Yeah. Skids uh, decide they have to work to scuttle Stewart's rave. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put they previously agreed under force of Stewart's will to advertise it on their Facebooks and facilitate it, but now they rescind that and they decide they're going to put instead a message on their Facebooks mm-hmm. that the ag hall has asbestos and yeah. and yeah destroy Stewart's dream before it ever really gets started. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's. It's pretty poignant, honestly, because mm-hmm. then the very next scene is Stuart coming to the farm mm-hmm. to um, invite Katie yeah. formally. Yeah. Uh, he says to her, you look gorgeous. And Katie says back to him, well, you look better, meaning better than they previously had <laughs> right, at the clinic, yeah. whatever, a couple of days before. Right. Uh, he tells her, you know, I might be crowded, but I'm getting your backseat pa- backstage pass, you know, please and come see it. Meanwhile, Wayne's over eavesdropping on all this he's not pleased at all at the skids coming around 
paying attention to his sister. Mm -hmm. He issues the first example, as I remember it, of the immortal line to specifically to Stuart, you are spare parts, aren't you, bud? <laughs> yes. It's so you good. love that line. Oh, it's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, I've adopted it as one of my own. Yes. Yeah, it, it has a lot of opportunities. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, n now um, we cut back to the hockey arena. <laughs> Riley and Jonesy are whining at this point mm -hmm. about Stuart making Letterkenny a meth town. Right. And now we're introduced to another one of our favorite another characters. Another one of my favorite It just keeps, characters. the kids just keep coming. It's yeah. just like, mm -hmm. you think you got a handle on it, especially in the first season. And they just, right, they, but they keep giving us They new... just keep adding <laughs> new joy to your life. And this is the coach uh -huh. who comes in and, you know, yelling a blue streak at how bad they played against the natives. Mm -hmm. It's pedestrian. <laughs> and then he, he goes on a little bit of a tirade and ends up with the immortal line. Which becomes his mantra going forward, and we just love it. It's kicking a trash can yes. more often than not in the process, right? Uh, just beautiful. Uh, he he leaves with that statement, and then in the background, you hear the voice, the inimitable voice of our boy Shorzy, yep. saying, because we know it's his voice, mm -hmm. give your balls a tug, you tit fucker. <laughs> Like just to just be like, coaches already yelled at them, and he yeah. just wants to give his two cents. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's saying that at the coach, actually. No, to the boys. Yeah, like, right? No, no I think he's saying it at the coach. Oh. Because then the then the boys say to him, Shorzy. Like he stepped oh. over the line. He's gone too far. By, by I assumed he was talking. I don't know anything that definitive, right. but that's yeah. my reading of it. Yeah, it, it's it's sort of academic. Yeah. It doesn't matter that much in the grand scheme of things, but it, it's another. Another step towards the full introduction of yeah. Shorzy. We've seen him from behind, upside down in the shower. Mm -hmm. We've now heard we his voice. His yeah. Voice. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, correction. We did meet Coach last episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's remember he says. So how do you how do you like the program? And I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't was, fucking care. Right. Right. Yeah, um, he was the bearer of that. Right. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Just right. kidding. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have met him before, but this is his first this time is, using that line. His real coming which, out moment. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's, it's a star turn, yeah, as they it say. Is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And thankfully they recognize it and keep him around. Yes, he, uh, and keep saying that. Yeah, he yeah. It becomes it becomes a staple of, mm -hmm. to some degree, of especially the bit players, you know, the Glens and the Gales and stuff that are, mm -hmm. add so much life to the, mm -hmm. the story in, in the ways that they do. All right, now, so we've been building up to this point. We cut to Stuart's rave. We're at the Ag mm -hmm. Hall, at, you know, big open space, and Stuart's all getting all pumped up downstairs, oh, ready he's to come getting, up. He's looking so pretty. He's got his lashes on oh, and he's all makeup, and he's got a great outfit, yeah, and he's, he's so excited. Hat, right? His hair just right. <laughs> he looks awesome. Uh -huh. And he comes mm. up, and the, the, the dry ice and the smoke are going, and mm. he steps out on the stage, and... Boy, there's securities there, and Bonnie McMurray's there, and Katie's, Katie's there, there. And, that's, and that's pretty much it. It's so sad, <laughs> yeah. and he's so heartbroken. Oh, uh, you can just see it. He's crushed. Yeah. He's crushed. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a seminal moment. It's a sad one. It's mm -hmm. like I said, it's poignant. Um, uh, in the corner, you see Wayne <laughs> creeping into the hall until he realizes nobody's <laughs> there, and he's got a little, he's got a rolling thing with him. <laughs> 
We don't know much about that for a moment, but he's got a rolly thing with him, and then he sees no one's in there at all, and he immediately creeps back out to the parking lot. Soon mm-hmm. enough, Wayne leaves, or um, Katie leaves too, and, and that ends that episode. But now they're out in the parking lot, and um, Wayne and Derry are at the back of the truck, and up rolls the hockey boys. Mm-hmm. So now they're they're seeking act on their upset about Letter Kenny being a math town. Right, and they're so they're Stewart. bent yeah. on yeah visiting that upon Stewart, in, mm-hmm. who they've learned supposedly is inside. Wayne puts them off by telling mm-hmm. them that he's not there and it's over. Um, they still want to go after it, and they decide to turn their attention on Wayne and Derry with a Donnybrook. It, it's Tilly time. <laughs> Uh, Wayne tells him basically, go away. Yeah. Um, but the real end of the scene comes when the coach drives up, tells him it's 10 minutes to curfew. <laughs> it's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> uh, uh, at which point then they, they go off um, and Wayne and Derry load their little rolly thing up in the back of the truck and you hear all the creatures all the that they critters, collected right that they were going to let loose in the ag skittering fall. and chattering yeah. in the background so they were literally going yeah. to fall through with that yeah which you know i guess we shouldn't surprise no. wayne is a man of action yeah he, he plots a course he's probably not gonna deviate yes. too easily from it mm-hmm. so yeah that that's almost the end of the, the mm-hmm. episode and the last one is then back in the basement yeah and i guess this scene is Stuart's back, right? Yeah. Because he says, much to Rold's and Devon's excitement, mm-hmm. that he's going to make Letterkenny the biggest meth town in the country. Yeah. As a result of him being burnt and stung by this whole, this whole episode. So that's where it leaves off, and it's, uh, yeah, it's quite a quite a uh, episode for the the arcs that a number of the characters go on mm-hmm. and. Um, and a few introductions, not the least of which, yeah, is Tannis. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, th- with that being said, what did you learn from this episode, Christy? What was your big takeaway? Well, takeaways. Yeah, I had three three major takeaways. Um, one is well, I'm a lot actually. Um, so we haven't talked about. We haven't talked about, um, you mentioned that Katie, you know, with the clothing, Wayne mentions it, makes note of her mm. lack of clothing um, and her, not my forte. Um, and we've talked about um, off air that I, it's, I feel like it's a very brother-sister thing for the brother to make note of she's not wearing clothing that, like, he mm. doesn't feel is appropriate. I like that she doesn't feel pressured by him to put clothes on. She's just all, nope, this is who I am. You can shove it. Um, but we also have noticed that that goes away as the show goes on. Yeah, and I think yeah. that that's a good thing because we don't want to be making... Because yeah. it feels like then there's this, you know, there's the male gaze on yeah. her. And, you know, that she's being watched and, and judged for what she's wearing. Right. Um, and so I Absolutely. appreciate that they pull back from that as mm. the show goes on. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, it's funny a few times, but it would get a little bit weird if yeah. it continued. Um, mm. And we've talked about there are moments of, you know, there's the male gaze and some of the camera angles. We'll talk about that in other episodes that come up. But... Um, 
but I think that it seems like they try to be thoughtful of how their characters are being portrayed and and how they're interacting with mm-hmm. others. And they're try try to be very progressive with that. Um does seem, yeah. Yeah. And then that brings me to Tannis. Um so the reason I mean, so much of what I like about Tannis is I appreciate who she's represented, how she's represented as a woman, but the fact that she is a native and that we see this whole other group being included in the, the tapestry of letter Kenny. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, I just think that that's really, it's important, right? Because you know, they're a small town in Canada. We've, we see all of the groups, but not until episode five, do we see, Oh, right. Cause there are also native people. There are indigenous people in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I like that they, they're not, and they don't try to just push the, when I say they, I mean the creators. They don't try to push the indigenous characters to the side. They very much become a part of the the show, and um, and I just think that is stellar. Mm-hmm. And we're we should. Um, I read an article by on Flare.com by Kelly, and I hope I'm going to say her last name probably wrong. Butsalis, um, Kelly Butsalis, uh, written in December. We'll link it. Um, but it's, she explains how they got the representation right. Mm. And my phrase tapestry of letter candy is a quote from her ah. article. Um, yeah. so it's a well-written article. She is, she did grow up, um, on and near, um, she grew up on a reservation. And so she appreciates the representation and goes into a good deal in the article. Why, why it works so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you learn is that, um, the creators work openly with all of the native actors and actresses to ensure that they get that representation yeah. right yeah. because two white men can't can't write that that's not no no, no. they probably shouldn't yeah you know? not their fortune yeah yeah so. yeah and uh yeah it, you know part of me wonders if it isn't a bit of a shame they didn't start mm-hmm. already the, the series with yeah by acknowledging that native yeah. peoples because that that seems maybe like a bit of an oversight yeah but uh, but you know what? None of these things are perfect, and we've all created things that we retroactively wish we had, you know, and thankful we can amend later on. Yeah, and and yeah. I think maybe that's exactly the takeaway: is they they realize they they yeah overlook something. Right, we missed then, a whole group here. That what the right. and I I mean honestly I would put that to white male privilege. I mean you got two white guys right in this uh, show, yeah. but the fact yep. that they do see these various groups and work to yep. you know make them a part of the show. Yeah. It, is it's it's uh and and so, and you know taking this article at, at on the face of it it, it doing it well doing yeah, it you know, doing yeah. a, doing a job a good job of it and that's yeah. that is it enhances my appreciation of it if they by yeah. doing that and, they're doing it right yeah mm-hmm. yeah they're yeah. not exploiting they are yeah. they are working alongside now we might have the Quebecois might have different opinions <laughs> as we'll come on to later on I don't care. in <laughs> subsequent episodes their representation group. might yeah. be uh, <laughs> might not be but that that's you know that's white on white violence and that's a different thing exactly right. and they're not marginalized so let's yeah. make fun of them as much as we want yeah i think that's kind of the canadian thing but yeah you know i can't help but think of this um and, and maybe we'll we'll remind ourselves in subsequent episodes when the, when the native um community gets more representation more involvement mm-hmm. in the narrative um that episode that um podcast we listened to not too long ago about thunder bay yes and that um all the 
you know, the, the native deaths there and mm-hmm. those communities. And they would have been, you know, those same communities would have been those northern Ontario communities that are adjacent to, to Letterkenny. They would have been, yep. some of those would have been the ones that send their kids down to that part of the world, presumably. And Yeah, and, there was mention in here, one of the actors is from Thunder Bay. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's you know it's, it's it's certainly not just Canada's problem, um, meaning the, the history, the legacy of horrible re- relations between Indigenous people and European mm-hmm. North Americans. Um, obviously, America has its own um, disgraces to to deal with, mm-hmm. um, but it you know it proves that even in Canada as a fairly progressive nation is still struggling to to make peace with that and stuff and so i see this as a small step in a positive direction and and thankfully that you know they are by all accounts that we know of so far doing it well and Mm -hmm. appreciated for it yeah i i I like that um it's the character shania ellen jade who plays shania who we don't meet for a few episodes but she's from white sand first nation in thunder bay right on yeah yeah no yeah, that is a that is a big part of this episode. It gets first first blush of the yeah yeah. And you said there was something else. Uh, Takeaway. Um, oh, I appreciate that Wayne wants to protect um, Stuart. So you know the rave doesn't go off well. He decides not to add insult to injury and let the animals loose. Mm-hmm. He also doesn't want the hockey players to go yeah. in there and. And beat the crap out of him. And right. and so I, that shows, we've talked about this, how Wayne, you know, he's ready to fight, but he also, he, it's almost like he wants to do this fairly, right? And so at this moment, Stuart is already down, and so he's not going to let anybody kick yeah. him. Yeah. And um, and that just says a lot about Wayne, sort of like his his moral code, right? right. What he, what is, when it's okay to be violent and when it's not. Yeah, yeah, that was going to be my... Yeah, that was going to be the one thing I was going to point to <laughs> is that that stands out, and it's it's pretty subtly done because the hockey boys roll up and they're they're ready to take give Stuart the business, and mm-hmm. and Wayne says he's not here, it's over with, and they don't want to take him in his word, and, and technically it isn't over with because right. Stuart would still be inside with continuity, mm-hmm. and uh, instead Wayne you know imposes his will by saying it's over, and and yeah. and and. and thrust himself into the into that and you're right he does it in a way that clearly shows that he's not going to tolerate anybody kicking Stuart when he's down yeah even though he has no love loss for Stuart he's signaled that in so many different ways yeah, he... <laughs> he has utter disdain for his yeah. lifestyle and can't stand and it. yeah and but at the same time he's not going to not going to stand aside and let somebody um, make it worse for the young man in the process yeah. and that is that is everything of Wayne as we learn the character, it's also it's also I think a bigger theme of the the community of Letterkenny. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I think you've mentioned this before. Is that there? This comes out more and more as we go forward in in, in the episodes in the series. Is they do rally to one another's support mm-hmm. when they're faced with outside provocation. When it's internal, if they've got a beef with you, they'll have you know they'll square off and they'll do their thing. Um, and, 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 you know, belittle you every way they can with every <laughs> tool in their, at their disposal. Yep. But when, you know, when push comes to shove, they're, 
they're pretty protective mm-hmm. of one another and mm-hmm. supportive of things. You know, not in a kumbaya way, but just in the way that we're not going to let you, you know, further shove somebody's nose in it right. after they've already been already been knocked down. Right. You know? Yeah. You got to respect that. It's it's like I say, it's probably more powerful to my mind because it's relatively underplayed in this first episode. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not it's not over. It's not made a a stellar aspect of the this episode is right. not the yeah. focal point we is see not that more later yeah it's not yeah. it's not Wayne standing up for Stuart in any right. kind of way even though he does you know? right but that yeah that's not right. the point of the episode yeah, yeah. no yeah. but then you know beyond that you've got you know as far as things that I've learned or learned in the episode I I, I love the language mm-hmm. I love the, the 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 turns of phrase that mm-hmm. come um become very much a part of the lexicon of the show <laughs> yes uh you know the uh, some though, or you know, just the one-offs. So that you know, it's fucking embarrassing. That's mm-hmm. give your balls a tug. That comes back up <laughs> on a regular basis. But then the one-offs, the uh, Katie saying wrong takeaway mm-hmm. to Stewart. I thought that was so brilliant. The <laughs> all of Stewart's DJ names were so funny to me. Uh, you and Wayne saying to McMurray that you greenlit this town fuckery. <laughs> Uh, ah, just just brilliant. Just so many good turns of phrase and fun um, uses of the language. Yeah. yeah. What do What do we say? Our you know we enjoy about this show is the the dialogue, the representation, and the absurdity. Mm-hmm. You, it's uh, yeah. And this episode really did all three of those really well. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah most most episodes do. Yeah. Um, to varying degrees, but this one is really. It's chock-a-block full with a lot of good stuff. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm surprised we went through it quite so fast. Um, it's only been, yeah. Yeah, all right. 40 minutes. I would have thought we'd have been longer, but we're doing all right. Yeah. So. All right. Now we're going to turn our attention to Season 1, Episode 6. Yes. A Fuss in the Back Bush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. This is another fun episode. Um, we get to see some characters we previously hadn't seen and get a little fuller description of Tannis. So without further ado, I'll turn it over to you, Christy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, uh, fuss in the backlash. Um, overall, yeah, like you said, we learned some more about Tannis, um, and her crew. And, um, we also get a, a broader picture of the town, Mm, how the groups can come together mm-hmm. and seeing as this is the final episode of the first season it's a it's a nice sort of like wrap up at the end um so our first scene is wayne and Derry are on wayne's property uh shooting coyotes well they're about to they're not actually shooting the coyotes no. No oh. coyotes were harmed in the making of this episode, as far as we can tell. As far as we know. And definitely not in the making of this podcast. No. We haven't harmed any no. coyotes. No. Nope. Nor no. any animals. I mean. No. Um, we, so they're there hunting coyotes, but what, uh, Derry stands up and he notices that there is some weed being grown right. on Wayne's property. I assume mm-hmm. the back bush of the property mm-hmm. um and two great uh phrases from this scene is Derry tells wayne that uh he looks like he's going to a formal with his top button done up to 11 
mm-hmm. because he wants to stay all buttoned up to not get bit by mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Wow. Um, and Wayne calls weed the electric lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I'd never heard before. But, no, me either. But I, I appreciate, I always appreciate a new euphemism for weed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, next scene is there, uh, Derry, Wayne, and Katie are in the kitchen. And they're showing Katie pictures of the weed. And she's, she's convinced that they should not call the cops, um, which is what Derry wants to do. Um, but instead, they should sell it because they could make some money and get some things done around the property. They agree that that's what they're going to do. Yep. Yeah. All right. right. And that brings us to scene three, um, <laughs> which is uh, Stuart's mom's basement. So we see the skids with Tannis and her boys. Mm-hmm. And she is selling them the loose darts, loose cigarettes, and tells them... You know, diamond dart, and this mm-hmm. is only for personal use. Right. So. Which I assume is must be predicated on the fact that the the natives must get cheaper access to cigarettes in bulk. Yeah, they must. Or or else that's just her business on the, some some access to wholesale cigarettes yeah. that then she passes on to. Yeah. Either way, it that that's the deal is that she's selling them. Yeah, she's uh, got. Ziploc bags full of loose cigarettes. Um, and so they're only supposed to sell them or, or just use them for their personal use. However, we... Well, she says, yeah, if I find out you've been fucking me, then, yes. then it's going to get real. Right. And you would think that they would take Tannis at her word. She is not a woman to be fucked with. But these are the skids. And if, if anything's <laughs> been kind of evident to this point, and it's the series and the season, is they're not possessed of all the foresight or insight yeah. that, that informs a lot of the people's um, relationship with reality. Yeah, that's a uh, really good point. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So the next scene mm-hmm. uh, is them um, selling the cigarettes, right? Yeah. And uh, for a buck a piece. Right. Yeah. So the little native boy, that's my favorite point. He's uh he's one of Tennis's crew. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a young kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's on the phone and all you hear him say is, They're fucking you. <laughs> I right. love it because he's like this ten year old pudgy kid. Right after Tannis has you. said, right. yeah, Don't fuck us. Don't fuck us. They're fucking yeah, you. They're yeah. Fucking so. Yeah. Um I need to make note of Tannis's jewelry because it is a thing that now every time we see her we will see awesome rings and earrings. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, her, her wardrobe is, uh... Oh, she's amazingly put together. Yes, it's uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Timberland boots right. and jewelry that's, I mean, we can assume handmade. Um, it's definitely, you know, has the, the vibe of what people who are Native American wear. Right. And what I've purchased from, you know, Native American sellers, so... And all that is beautiful. And then it's, it's, um very interestingly complimented with her also having, as the hockey boys do from time to time, a Gatorade <laughs> bottle for spit and her tobacco juice and her spitter cup. Yeah, she's got a spitter cup. <laughs> yeah. Great. So she's... it's a nice little compliment to this right. very feminine, very yeah. very well put together mm-hmm. woman. Nails done, Yeah, done. everything's done to the nines. Yeah. And then she's spitting tobacco into a cup. And, you know, custom with the best of them and running this you know, oh, business. Yeah very ruthlessly yes it's uh it's 
it's just high point after high point. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. You know, yeah. In every aspect of it. Yeah, like we say, it's the uh, you know taking the variety of ideas that you might have about a person mm-hmm. and mushing them together or blowing them apart, mm-hmm. um, and that's what they they do. And, I and we haven't got that. the best part, which is her. You know, the way she uh, takes down people. The takedown. Oh, just, verbally, is she yeah. something else? Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. Even, probably the best part. We haven't even fully got yeah. to it. Yeah, so. didn't get there. Yeah. Okay, so. Next thing we see is um, we're at a cabin, and mm-hmm. it's Wayne, Katie, and Derry. Mm-hmm. And so we assume, okay, they're here to, to sell the weed. Mm-hmm. So they are, we find out they're at the cabin of a, a guy who is native, um, or one would assume upon looking at him. Yeah. Um, he's scrolling through Katie's phone to look at pictures, presumably of the weed. Yeah. And her response is, you're going to be upset if you keep scrolling to the left. You're going to see some shit you don't want to see. <laughs> and I, it's a good reference to her sexuality mm-hmm. and that it is, it's right there. And, and she's not saying like, oh, no, don't, don't, no, no, come no. back. No, she's like, you're going to see some shit. Yeah. You're not going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like I Beware, yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they make a deal. They're going to sell the weed to this, this guy. And turns out that it's Tannis's dad. Right. Which we learned because there's a... Picture of her on the wall mm-hmm. that provokes Derry's interest. Yes. And Derry asks about her, and he says, the the older gentleman, mm-hmm. her father, says, yeah. yeah, that's my daughter Tannis, or I better said, a strange daughter, mm-hmm. to which Derry replies, what's estranged about her? Because right. <laughs> he doesn't know the word estranged. <laughs> yeah, kind of blown up one of the points I made earlier, right. which is that these guys are possessed of a little more uh, knowledge of the world than you... But they slip up every now and then, yeah. as we all do. Yeah, yeah. So. Squirrely Dan would have known that word. Right. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's funny because what you know of Tannis at this moment and what you know of Derry, mm-hmm. you know that he could not handle Tannis. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Um, but Tannis's dad warns them to stay out of her way. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, something, too, that, yep. that they should all take heed. Um. We see a cute interaction with Katie and Wayne, very brother-sister, back mm. and forth. Um, right. Where she wants to get... She wants to hear thank you from him. Mm-hmm. When he says it, <laughs> then he can't help but interject after saying thank you to her for help, uh, facilitating this drug deal. <laughs> he says, uh, thank you for being a degen with a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Which provokes her in classic family fashion, yeah, mm-hmm. to hit him on the on the thigh, to which then he dryly responds, "Now, if you ever hit me and I find out about it, <laughs> I love it because it reminds mm-hmm. me so much of interactions my brother and I had when we were younger." Yeah, it's it's, so, it's well done. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's very real to sibling yeah, interactions. It's complimented because each of them play it pretty straight. They're pretty mm-hmm. pretty droll in their. Um, affectation so it's uh, it's well done yeah yeah I like it one of my favorite parts actually (laughs) of this or any other episode for sure yeah the two of them interacting yeah yeah, pretty cute they they do it pretty well yeah they do yeah so then we have a switch because then we're in the locker room Mm -hmm. um, and coach is ripping them a new one back on that train back on that train that's a good way to put it so he you know he says are you you guys ready to play like big boys now and he says a few things. You ready to pick out your own clothes? Make your own snacks? I love the way he says snacks. 
maybe get some solo back to school shopping done. <laughs> oh, he gives them the business. Yeah, yep. and that's on that way in which men will, you know, belittle younger men especially, and and make them, you know, feel all the more immature by, mm-hmm. you know, reference to those kind of things. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And reminds them that it is fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so Jonesy and Riley are. Uh, well, they're upset about being yelled at. But then they realize that Schmelty is itching himself. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking oh, yeah. that perhaps he's on meth. They figure it out, yeah. yeah. Quite, quite quickly. Yeah. yeah. And Which then, just kind of belies their normal dim-wittedness. But they, right? they put two yeah. together pretty quickly. Yeah, they do. But yeah. then they slowly put together that perhaps Letterkenny is a meth town. Right. As they go through... This person does meth, that person does meth, this person does meth, that person does meth. Important to note that they say Ginger and Boots have been on meth. Mm-hmm. And they look at Schmelt and says, and look where it got them! Good reference to the ostrich fucking. Yeah, yeah. it's not, <laughs> right? the, not the last in this Mm-mm, episode. Not in this episode. No, no. Um, I can't help but wonder if this scene, I don't know, it's Jonesy and Riley are clearly upset at being yelled at and then maybe looking for a reason to toss that upset at someone else. Oh, shit runs downhill. Right? So you, yeah. You end up getting it. Yeah. He, yeah. They get to feed that down to, to Schmelt. But mm-hmm. there, yeah, that continues there. The theme from the previous episode where they're already upset with the letter Kenny going to, um, to the math. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's funny that um, well, it's it's interesting that they they're okay with chewing. They are not okay with Katie smoking cigarettes. Right. They are not okay with the meth, right? So they have these like you know right. things that they are and are not okay right. with. No, but it's very consistent with you know. Yes. Uh, North American. I was going to say yeah. Canadian, but it's not just North American. You know, acceptance yeah. of, of certain drugs, legalization of certain drugs, mm-hmm. alcohol and tobacco, most mainly among them. But the other ones, yeah, so taboo and, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. vilified for their. Yeah. But yeah, they um, they're definitely towing that line. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but we should say that we are both very staunchly anti-meth um, for mm. the addiction that it causes the body. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next. Um, <laughs> Next scene, Tannis rolls into town with her boys, Axe and Slash, as we now know their names are mm. because I looked it up. Um, and she needs to call Stuart on his shit. You mm-hmm. owe us money. Um, and he, Stuart and uh, Devin think that they can just fight, um, which A, neither of them can fight. Um, and B, as Tannis points out, that's not how this goes. No. And no. she thinks it's hysterical that they yeah. take their shirts off and they're... Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're thinking that's going to be one beating and they're going to be absolved of, mm-hmm. their, of their malfeasance. But no, nope, yeah. far from that simple. Yep, and, yep. She's, and she says, until we get what we're owed, your friends, your family, everyone's going to get it. Mm-hmm. So, and she is a woman of her word in the same way that Wayne is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, complimentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the two of them are uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they're a good little pairing of characters. Um, and in this scene is the first time we hear Tannis use her Mohawk language, mm-hmm. throws that in, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Um, because very, you know, 
very real exactly what you know people who are bilingual use all of their languages so right so she yeah. says something cryptically at the end of their her encounter with Stuart Devon we don't never know a translation of it no no translation right. which in some way I appreciate like that that's not for me as someone who doesn't speak Mohawk to know right. um and and we put it together context clues, right? It's mm. a it's a thread of some sort, yes. right? Um, Just a, like not a, not a nicety. Yeah, she she's yeah. not saying I really hope that you do well in your cigarette business. Yeah, um, she is saying something to the effect of you know we'll find you and kick your asses. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then we see scene seven. We see Wayne, Derry, Squirrely Dan, and Katie. And they are building a new produce stand. A new spanking right. produce stand on the, with the proceeds of their ill-gotten gains. Mm-hmm. Their, and yeah. we should note that this is the first time we've seen Squirrely Dan since mm-hmm. episode four. Yeah, he was not in episode five. Right. We missed him. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this is where he... <laughs> He, you know, makes a comment about Katie's, what I appreciate about you, and... Bringing sustenance to them. Right. And Wayne tells him to take it down, and Squirrely Dad gets up and runs away. Your sister's hot. There, I said it. I regret nothing. But he only makes about halfway into the pasture. <laughs> literally about 50 yards away yeah. before he's uh, s- stopped by his own shortness of breath, <laughs> which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and very consistent with his character. If he had run yes. any further, I would probably, you know. Yeah, I would have gone would've, wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah that made was any it. sense. Yeah. But, yep, yeah. So, uh, next scene, we are outside Stuart's place and um, daytime. Mm hmm. Jonesy and Riley yeah. are going to go into Stuart's. Mo- Stuart's mom's house and <laughs> fuck up Stuart, fuck up Devin. Um, yeah. But when yeah. they get there, the place is already trashed. Already been done for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, favorite part of this scene is that Jonesy and Riley, so instead of saying, oh well, um, they decide they're going to go find Stuart and they're still going to kick his ass. Um, and they do this, this build, this mm. banter build that. I, I can't even no. do justice to describing it. I mean, it's it's dialogue, but it's also, it builds like a fight, but but not like between them, like they're getting ready for a fight. No. Um, very climactic build. Yeah. And um, yeah. it's so funny. And just the, the physical humor that they use while cre- while going back and forth with this dialogue. Their faces are getting red, and we're here, and we need to be here. And it's uh, it's great. I, that's I don't even think I'm describing it appropriately because I'm not giving it its due. No, it's hard. It's hard to contain it all unless you're just gonna recount it. And they're just, yeah, they're remarkable actors. And uh, you know, regardless of whether they've been party to that jock culture, that Canadian version of jock culture, yeah. which I think is the the genesis of a lot of that language is, mm-hmm. is hockey culture and jock, you know, Canadian jock culture. But you can see it's, it's very reminiscent of, of similar versions in the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's played for great comedic effect. Cause like you say, they build and they build and they build and they build and they're, 
they're obviously two of the most ineffectual characters in the whole thing. You know, they're possessed of some physical presence, but they had they get actually nothing done. Exactly. Any of their scenes or any other discussions. It's just them chirping all yeah, the time. Yeah, they're just chirpers, and they just have all the lingo down there to to, to you know as a signpost as an yes. indication that they know yes. how to do things, but they just don't ever do anything. With very limited exceptions, so it's yes, it's it's, yeah. it's quite ironic. Yeah, it is, and yeah, for all of our um, making note of Tannis and Wayne being people who do what they say they're going to do, mm-hmm. Jonesy and Riley rarely, if ever, right. do what they say they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even when we saw them, they said they were gonna, you know, study the tape and get in shape. They did that like once. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, market contrast. That's, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a good good parallel, or, or yeah. actually perpendiculars to draw. Yeah, sure, perpendiculars. Right, yeah. as you say, that's yeah. classic. Classic. Yeah, I hate to use that shop worn phrase. Ooh, but, yeah, know, the perpendiculars right. of yeah, the characters. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next thing we see is the new proto stand is being torched. Mm-hmm. So Katie and Wayne riding out of the house at night to mm-hmm. see the new plywood proto stand they spent so much time building on the mm-hmm. previous days going up in flames in the dark. And we both, the first time we saw it, were really bothered that they didn't try to put the fire out. <laughs> right. Like why he just stands there and watches it burn? Because at first, you could have t- totally saved that shit. Um, yeah, there's like two or three boards there. Right. Fire. You could have <laughs> fine. You saved a lot of wood there. But, but he's immediately resigned to the fact that the produce right. stand has been has been yeah. burned to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a television program at root, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. So next scene, scene ten, we see Tannis's dad roll up. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's gonna he's taking the weed In and going to the give them exactly. Stand. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, feels bad about their, their, feels bad for them, um, that their produce stand has, has burned down and asks them if he, if they know about the beef, Mm. the beef between your meth pals and my daughter, Mm -hmm. to which Wayne says, number one, I don't have any meth pals. (laughs) And number two, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. (laughs) So now they get what's going on because. Tannis's dad explains that Tannis and the Skids are having a uh, a conflict du jour, yeah. and they've been pulled into it because they are a part of Letterkenny. Yeah. So we know then that Wayne is going to have to do something about this this problem, right? right? He's 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 become or been made part of the problem. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This scene also stands out for not the first example of it, but the first one that I noted for our purposes. Of a recurrent aspect of Daryl's character, which is pretty, pretty annoying. What's that? Is constant spitting. Oh, yes. Constant this spitting. This is the one Regular that it, spitting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and again, I think, it's, I think it's a good character trait in the sense that it's consistent with a lot of people I know. Right, and who he's, the uh, character he's playing. Yeah, right? he's a, but it's, yeah. Yeah, it does get a little much sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I know exactly the. This is the scene where he does like a deep draw yeah. from his sinuses mm. slash esophagus and spits it out, and it is very much like a punctuation to the conversation at times, um, but a really a really gross. 
Yeah, it's one of those things is, you know, you hate to sound too precious, but (laughs) because it is consistent with people I know who who are from that cultural tradition, for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't like it when they do it, and I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily, I do not enjoy it in the television. No. So it it, it always marked, it always stands out to me. Yeah. I can't help but be um, taken aback. Yeah, I hate when men spit. Um, Mm. And I say men because so often you see men in society just spitting. And I think it's absolutely disgusting to think that you have the, the, uh, that this space that is a community space can be owned by you and you can just spit onto the sidewalk, right? No, I didn't mean to bring it up for any greater deep discussion, but but that stood out to me too. I remember my dad always talking about that when we were growing up. He's Uh. like... He would he would he would rail about anybody he saw spit in public, you know, mm-hmm. and highlight that you know there was for a long time there were you know public health laws that were intended to you know curb that activity and based mm-hmm. on the premise that that's that's you know ludicrous yeah that's you gross. can't do it it's yeah. you know and it, it can spread disease and whatnot yet in our you know contemporary moment of hyper individualism where you know everybody gets away with doing whatever the f- if they want mm-hmm. just because they want to do it yeah you know you, 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 see, you see the erosion of those i hate to say it that way it sounds so old fuddy-duddy in some regards but I, that's kind of where i draw the line that kind of stuff where it can do ill to the pu- the public it's not unlike the whole mask issue and stuff like that the contemporary right? moment we're Wear faced the with mask. Yeah, where people are, are yeah where people yeah. are just unwilling to accept any any limitation on their own mm-hmm. activity yeah um in service of you know greater um success and satisfaction for the group you know? yeah and it's just it rings so hollow and so selfish as to be oh painful yeah no mm-hmm. i and that's i like that we got into that a little bit because i think that's an important uh societal you know discussion about what's happening in society and then we see this in letter kenny obviously when Derry is doing it he's not doing it on a sidewalk they're on the farm they're right the so farm. it's a little different yeah but yeah if I'm Katie, if I'm Katie and I'm consistently five feet from him while he's spitting, I'm mm-hmm. just full on grossed out by that. And yeah. like, is there not little bits of spittle that are like flying in the air? Um, and that is an important caveat to add that we didn't previously. That you know, you never see Derry's character, the character of Derry, doing it in public, doing it, right. doing it on the city street, or right? At, it's, at the it's ag different. hall, he's yeah, he's on the farm when he does it, and, yeah. it, and it's much more understandable there. Mm-hmm. Although I don't, don't want to rest. see it there even then. Yeah. 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 I don't, yeah. You know. So, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to bring it up because it, it stood out and it, it's repeated throughout it. And mm-hmm. it's it's, uh, it's noticeable. Yeah, it is. And it's uh-huh. gross. Uh-huh. And uh, more gross than the spit cups, but the spit cup, cups are gross too. So They do, you know, and again, like, you know, I, I think I've, I've made mention of in several ways throughout the course of our early episodes is like, so much of this is, uh, to my mind, a fairly accurate representation of, of male culture mm-hmm. in North America. Yeah. You know, whether it's the language, mm-hmm. the, the teasing, the mm-hmm. spitting, the mm-hmm. violence, the feigned violence, yeah. the, all that stuff is, you know, very consistent with my experience growing up in, in those masculine circles mm-hmm. of, of that. And so you can appreciate it for it being an accurate representation, mm-hmm. but then yeah. also not appreciate that it's right. That's what 
Right. Some men we, do, or exactly. in some ways that men act that are, yeah. you know, uh, make people uncomfortable or yeah. unsettling. I yeah. am yeah. highly critical of machismo. Right. So yeah, <laughs> and, and I think you know, as much as we haven't, we haven't come down uh, against the violence part of it as much as maybe other people. I can see where that would unsettle people and make yeah. them uncomfortable. Yeah. Seeing and 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 you know, men fighting, men being aggressive to one another. People being aggressive, yeah, because is is challenging. Yeah. It's it's frightening. It's scary for most people, and mm-hmm. it shouldn't be. Um, it's not to be widely condoned. But, no, but and yet we enjoy the comedic effect. So yeah, yeah, we're a little you know hmm, hypocritical, maybe. Um, yeah, but we yeah we we're seeing the yeah the push and pull here. Yep. Okay, so back to our back to the. Sh- Synopsis. The program. Back to the program at hand. Um, so the next scene is the climactic scene of the episode. Mm. And, and <clears throat> so hockey boys show up at the skids alley, I would call it, because that's a place where we see them periodically. Right, right? selling the cigarettes. Yeah, selling the cigarettes. Dances. Right, this, is, yeah. <laughs> this right. is where we see them dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, so hockey boys show up. They're, they want to kick skids asses mm. because they have finally realized that Letterkenny is a meth town and yep. they blame the skids. Yep. However, before they get to even begin their fight, Tannis shows up. With all her crew. Uh-huh, with a, a larger crew than we've seen. Yeah. Um, Half a dozen, she, 10, 20. Yeah, right? Yep. She And she's ready. You know, do you have our money? They do not have the money. Skids, Stuart does not seem to realize that when she says you owe us money, that means you owe her money. Come on, Stuart. Stuart. Yeah. So, as she says, until you pay us, Letter Kenny will continue to burn. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, we know that she literally means burn as mm-hmm. they burn down the produce stand. So, she turns to leave in a very triumphant and we're off. But then Wayne is behind them where they would exit. Wayne at all. Yes, Wayne at all. Because he has brought with him... Well, the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. Squirly Dan and Derry. And mm-hmm. off to the side, you'll notice Joint Boy, Joint Boy is there. His buddy from the fight a couple of episodes ago uh-huh. who's now joined the crew. Mm-hmm. But then... Also... In addition... Dun, dun, dun. We see Ginger and the Boots. <laughs> Or the ginger and boots. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. The ginger and boots. I right. said I put my right. article in the wrong spot. As Tan as Tannis leans in when she, she notices him, she goes, <laughs> Is that and Wayne answers, the ginger and boots. <laughs> so yes. Uh yes. I know you probably want to say more about that exchange. Um, yeah, I just think because it, you know, again, gives us another layer to uh, the ostrich story. Mm-hmm. So we've now at this point heard about them in episodes two, three, four, and now this one in six. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Tannis and Wayne have this little, you know, sort of like quiet, sort of an aside, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're talking about. Uh, the ginger and boots. Yeah. And um, although everybody can hear it, it's right. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, Tannis, you know, says, "Well, you, they fucked an ostrich." Um, allegedly. Allegedly, right? We hear squirrely down in the background. Allegedly. Um, and Tannis says, "You know, it would take two or three. Wayne, we're hearing it was a sick ginger. Um, a sick ostrich. A, the, the, the ginger, also a ginger, sick ginger. I was going to say, the, 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 
the metaphorically yes. different yes. different illness different but, <laughs> different type illness, of illness yeah. but yeah yeah you almost have mm-hmm. to be it's axiomatic but her her takeaway her addition the onion peel as you if you will is if they've fucked an ostrich what else have they fucked yeah. And like fair point, right. Tannis. And she's she's clearly unsettled. Yeah. She's very scared. Yeah. She's yeah. very scared. She's scared of the ostrich fears. Yeah. 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 As she, I think we do well to be. Yeah. Although they're not physically imposing creatures. No, they're not. Sunglasses, but, they're right. a little But you know, given that reputation then mm-hmm. yep. precede you. Yeah. So Wayne says that he's gonna pay them for what Stuart owes. He's gonna mm-hmm. pay Tannis and her buddies. So she, he's gonna pay Tannis. Um, yep. They give, agree give they're going to... Give the five grand yep. that he got from the... From the weed that yep. was... Yep. yep being yep. grown. Um, and her response is, well, beats fighting, beats fighting an ostrich fucker. Mm. Um, but then she makes a turn. Yeah. So we could have ended it there. But then Tannis does actually probably the meanest thing she does in the whole series, I think. Oh, yeah. Her verbal takedown of Stuart is... Amazing. Yeah, and fierce and hard. Like, I cringe because it's really tough. Um, I liked it. It's, <laughs> you like it? It's, well, yeah, I don't think any she says is inappropriate. No, no. From what we know about Stuart at this point. It, it mm. is It is fierce. It is It is unscathing. Yes. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, it's, it's on point, too. She really gives him the business. Yeah, she really does. Yeah. Wayne attempts to stop her at one point. She tells Wayne, I'm not talking to you. Right. Continues going oh, in on she, Stuart. She doesn't right? She, any... Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and her mannerisms, her physical bearing. Oh, is, God. It, that's it. It's the way she uses her body. And, yeah. and I love her accent so much. And mm-hmm. just... I, yes. I her her sheer presence, um, but it's just that I feel bad for Stuart because she's saying like. Um, well, Stuart is a pitiful character for much is. of the series, and he he's really you know, and, and for and a number of reasons. Um, but the irony here is right that mm-hmm. that then her takedown of that then precipitates a response from Katie. Yes. Who clearly mm-hmm. is feels also sorry for Stuart. Yes, she feels the way I do right. for Stuart in that yeah. moment. Right. Um, and she says, you know what stings? <laughs> to <laughs> to Tannis and then... Um, kicks her right in the balls. Kicks her right in... Well, as Wayne says, right in the box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and... say Metaphorically, she's got balls. So she gets, does. And that's where they are. Yeah, they're right there. Yeah. Um, and I will say, as someone who has been kicked in the box, that does sting. Um, sure would. Yeah, it's not um, it's not a fun thing. No, no, um, mm-hmm. but that then releases the whole crew to fight. Right, so yeah, now we yeah, get our big fight. Might might yeah. might read the whole thing as Katie who just wanted to kick off a Donnie bro because she's right? shown to be one yeah. who, a bit of a provocateur. Yeah. In, yeah, she in, does like a fight, doesn't yeah, she? And yeah, and she's not a, you know whether it's Wayne during the super soft birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's episode uh, examples later on, I think, in the series where mm-hmm, she's kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of a catalyst. So, yeah, she'll, so, she'll drive to come yeah, back that, for a fight. You're right, exactly. Yeah. So this is kind of what it is, another early example of that dynamic. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah, right. she enjoys a she enjoys some the, some physical conflict. 
And the best part of this is that, <laughs> well, there's two really yeah. fun parts yeah. of this. Well, one is that Ginger and Boots, nobody will engage with them. So they just stand there and and try to fight people and nobody will fight no them. No one wants to so fight everybody's them. too scared of them. Right. Understandably so. Yep. And then the other thing is, and the thought I had, I wrote it down, is it's so it's it's all choreographed and, and done so in, in kind of slapstick fashion, mm -hmm. slightly sad. It, it reminded me of the scene, the the scene from Zoolander, <laughs> where the yes. two of them are, Go on. And, and I forget who says even the line, but they said, oh, they're breakdance fighting. <laughs> yes. Because the, the skids fighting. are actually doing dance moves while they're doing their fight. They look like they're just doing their their normal dancing, but they're incorporating it into the fight scene. <laughs> it, it, looked, it sounded so much like that, or so reminiscent of that. Uh, and, and most of the fight is... Is all, all the other you know, vignettes within the fight are kind of played yeah. like that yeah. a little bit slapsticky a little bit, which is again as we've said before, right. how they do the it's kind of for the best, yeah. you know, rather than make it you know, out all out, you know, people you know breaking bottles and pulling shit. Yeah, there's like no that. blood. No, there's, there's no, no there are no weapons. It's no. just fists and no. And you yeah. see some you see some scabs in the aftermath, but that, that's <laughs> yeah, there are bruises, black yeah. eyes, but that's yeah. that's as far as it goes. Yeah, but, yeah, right. Um. So yeah, the whole fight scene is. I like the way you described it. It's a. It's choreographed. It's mm. uh It's cartoonish. They. It, we see all of the aspects of the characters that we know. Right. We see the mm -hmm. the skids breakdance fighting. We see. Breakdance fighting, I like that. Mm. Um, we see Joint Boy light up. Um, yeah, right. We see that no one wants to fight with or engage with Ginger in the Boots. Um, what happens is we see the money rolls out of the can mm -hmm. that they had given to Tannis. And when I first saw it, I thought, oh, Wayne's going to grab the money and then he doesn't have to pay them. He'll just mm. take the money and go. Right. But of course, Wayne is a better person than I. Picks up the money. Because he said we're 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 giving you this money to go away, but yeah. we're eventually going to get you back for what you've done mm -hmm. in other ways. So this is kind of the fruition of that. Like it kind of yeah. all comes to to a, a point in this one moment. Yeah, and it yeah. So part of it, it it's consistent that that's true. He, and you know, and it highlights that he's a man of his word and mm -hmm. a person of character. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and so when he yeah yeah, so he picks it up and he goes to give it back to Tannis. And then he picks her up to get her out of the fray. And that's a sweet thing. And then the, you know, the feminist in me says, you did not need to pick her up. Tannis is fine. But I appreciate his intention there. That mm. was, it was kind. So. Yeah, right. um, and, and foreshadowing. Yes. A bit foreshadowing. Because, yeah. dear listener, as much as they kind of play up a little potential between Daryl and Tannis... Ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Sorry. Dairy. Sorry to dash your money. If you got if, if you got Daryl in the in the um you know in the pool, um you're not gonna win on this one, buddy. No, no. He's uh, -uh. uh he's a sad sack of love. In, oh, in many he is. Uh, I, I don't yeah, know that. Because even well. Squirrely Dan gets some action, as we'll find out mm. next season. Mm. Mm. Some serious action. Some Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Right? So final scene is yep. just a, it's a nice wrap for all of the season one, right? Because the season, yeah. You, right. you realize it's a season ending scene, so mm -hmm. it's the, it's 
the two skids, the two hockey boys, well, three hockey three, boys because yeah, they throw the schmelt in there. Mm-hmm. They must have plant designs on maybe using him further, but he kind of drifts away. Yeah, we further. see him so rarely throughout the, right. the but series. We got the four Hicks, mm-hmm. Katie included, mm-hmm. and I guess Joy, Joy Boy's Boy. there. Mm-hmm. Gail's at the bar because <laughs> they're at Gail's. Yeah, they're at, at Moonies. Before, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so they're sitting around the table. Gail brings them a bottle of Gus and Brew to congratulate them on their, you know, I guess shithousery. Mm-hmm. Um, in the process. Definitely gives one of her, mmm, does a little hip movement to Wayne. Uh, pretty much rubs her crotch all over her shoulder as she... Yeah, that's what she does. She mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a... Yeah. Yeah, pretty basic Gail move. Yeah. As I say... In the old country, giving him the business. Yes, she's she's trying to give him the business. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not ever wanting the no, business. No, he's not open yeah. for business. Not that business. No. <laughs> but that doesn't stop old Gailer. Uh, yes, <laughs> an equal opportunity employer. She's yep. willing to extend herself to yep. um, make that sale. She is. Uh, um, metaphors are falling down. Um, <laughs> right? So they pass the ball around. Everybody yeah. gets, gets a pull on it. And, Except... Uh, the the hockey bros try to pass up Stuart and Katie doesn't allow it. Oh, she I goes guess, back, right, right. Bra- grabs the bottle from them, hands mm-hmm. it back to Stuart. So mm-hmm. she wants to make sure that you know we are all equal here at this table, which mm-hmm. is a very like sweet like oh we're all in this together, right? Like they're all you know best friends, and then we see you know a guy walks in and well Wayne says you know I'm looking forward to some quiet time Um, and then a guy walks in and says who we both thought was Vin Diesel at first oh yeah he looks looks so much like Vin Diesel like he's like his his clone Mm -hmm. anyway not Vin Diesel Um, walks into Modine's and says who the fuck is the toughest guy in here and Wayne in a kind of a silly voice says that'd be me (laughs) And we are left with a cliffhanger because mm-hmm. they go outside to fight. And yeah, Wayne goes down. Wayne gets gets sucker punched. Yeah, and that's the Will last he thing we get see. Up, folks. That's the last thing we see in season yeah. one. So yeah. yeah, it's been quite a ride. Yeah. Um, so what are some things about this episode that stood out to you that you want to talk know. about a little bit more? Yeah, it was you know arguably one of the more straightforward episodes. Um, not ton of new vocabulary Mm-mm. no real new characters yeah we saw we see ginger and boots <laughs> manifest physically for the first right, time right. yeah oh so, yeah that's the first time we saw them yeah, yeah yeah so that's that's something but we don't know their characters don't get expanded no um actually they don't get expanded the rest of the time nope. um at least through season nine, as we know, mm-hmm. um, Tannis does, and that's the you know she's the the biggest character growth in this episode, and that's yeah. a joy to experience. So that's yeah. I guess maybe as big as anything the the, the takeaway and the and the joy because you know the role that she occupies in subsequent seasons mm-hmm. yeah. is a significant one and and one that I I revel in quite a bit. So yeah, yeah I guess that's the that's the biggest takeaway is. And that, you know, and then um, reinforcing, you know, the point we made earlier in this same episode with reference to episode five, which is how ultimately this community pulls inward, Mm -hmm. uh, supports it, one another, when push comes to shove. Not Mm. all the time and not in every way, 
but when you know when their backs against the wall or when somebody tries to you know come in from beyond and mm-hmm. and take them down then they they find a way to come together and and that's that's refreshing and and you know uh, perhaps a little naive maybe a little bit you know halcyon but <laughs> uh i liked it i'm not gonna lie yeah I, I think no i, I like that like yeah. warm fuzzy feeling of yeah, them all sitting yeah. around the table right We're right friends. yeah okay. rather than the, what's the uh, what's the other one what's the yeah. opposite is they just stay stay at loggerheads because they have these things that they don't agree with and they yeah, let each nobody other wants that and they let you know remain atomized and, and let people get beat up just because they're Standing on their own. No, everybody, you know, in general, they seem to provide a balance between people getting their comeuppance, mm-hmm. getting a measure of what they deserve in the sense of for in, in, in line with what they've what they've done wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then they also get, you know, um, rehabilitated or yeah. brought back into the fold. Yeah. You know? No one is pushed to the fray and remains out mm-hmm. there no like everyone's allowed back in yeah 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 there's this there's this inclusiveness that yes that ultimately transcends all the divisions yeah um and yeah there's there's just a nice little beauty to it and it may be a little you know a little pollyanna but i'm not I'm <laughs> afraid to say i like it no i enjoy it too and yeah. i'm glad you like it yeah yeah so how about you? Do you have any other bigger takeaways or no? Other I mean, that... I think I covered them all in my yeah. synopsis analysis because right. we sort of run them together. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm. It's, it's so it's the end of the first season, and it it's. You know, we were kind of saying earlier in the episode. You know, does it is it a bit of a downfall that we didn't meet the quote you know native crew until this episode mm-hmm. or until last episode? But what has happened is throughout the whole season we've met all of our major players all of the the groups of the town mm-hmm. and um i and so that that's you know when you look back at all of the people we've met and all the character development we've had um it's uh it's a good there's a balance there um yeah it's well written it really is it is a well written show i mean yeah. obviously otherwise we wouldn't be doing a podcast on it um and yeah, I'm I'm gonna sound super Pollyanna and say that I really enjoyed the first season, yeah. and I'm really looking forward to season two. Yeah, you know it's funny. Uh, you know the joy of going back and doing this podcast is as much as anything reminding yourself of what did compel you to stick with it. And, mm-hmm. and, and it, it, it's funny to say that because you know we watched this initially over the course of what barely a month yeah we watched it through all of january yeah, yeah. three weeks maybe total yeah. from beginning to yeah, end actually. so we kind of powered through it but even by the end of it i think i'd lost some sight in in the the joy i had in the earlier episodes mm-hmm. you, yeah you, they just some things get occluded as you go forward and so having the excuse to go back and revisit it yeah and, and remind yourself of that and 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 again like you you've said repeatedly like the the three, you know, hallmarks, language, mm-hmm. representation, and absurdity that mm-hmm. they, they do so well. Yeah. And and consistently, I think it never really lets up. I think you find that yeah. they, they, season to season, they continue to build that. And if anything, you know, they don't... There's only a few more characters that really get added in from here mm-hmm. on out. I think, you know, pretty yeah. much everyone has, that we see much of has been included, I guess... Uh, yeah, McMurray gets more. McMurray gets more play. Yeah, Glenn and Gail get more play as mm-hmm. we go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, McMurray's wife is probably the 
Oh, and the and the, the auctioneer. The, yeah, the auctioneer. Yeah. yeah. But I mean these are minor characters. Yeah, they're that, minor of course ca- you need to add more as you go, sure, sure. otherwise it gets and of stale. Course, so. your boy. Shorzy. Oh, Shorzy. We do get a lot more of him. Yeah. And we get we get female hockey players, which is fantastic. Oh right, yeah. Right? Yeah, we, yeah. yeah, we get a different hockey team. So we we get new characters. No, they do a good, um, good way of, of expanding the universe all the while yes. staying focused and not really losing sight of any any of the previous crew. They just have enough they've created enough vibrancy in all these characters and enough um avenues in which to explore them that yeah you never feel like that you're ever divorced from or too far away from them they may some of the ancillary characters do pop in and out episode to episode but by and large i think that is one of the hidden strengths of it is they they don't ever leave anything too long and, and they have a lot of compelling ways to approach and integrate these other characters yeah yeah you know. they give space to let for them to grow Mm-hmm. And then pull in new people. Yeah. yeah. I'm just so, repeating what you said, so yeah. <laughs> no, looking forward to it. I'm just repeating what yeah. you said. Looking forward to it. It's been a great run the first season. Um surprised it went as fast as it did. You know, yeah. um, only real hang up was technical difficulties, but we think we got those resolved. Totally. Yep. And we'll be back uh, soon enough with uh, season two. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We look forward to talking to you soon. Bye now. Bye.